0: today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag.
1: I think what's lacking in many a Christian's life is the now when it comes to the Lord. There's no now. I know that's not proper English, but I think you get the point, right? No, there's, a, there's an urgency here. And it's evidenced by what we're told in verse 4 when she finds him. She's like, oh my goodness. And she
0: grabs a hold of him and will not let him go. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Song of Songs. Often in our world today, believers have a complacent and lazy attitude toward God and pursuing a closer relationship with Him. It's easy to believe you'll have plenty of time for that. Yet, as Pastor JD explains today, now is the time to seek after the Lord and pursue your intimate relationship with Him. Find fulfillment in Him and not the world. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Song of Songs, Chapter 3, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: It's believed that she's dreaming just, you know, this almost like a daydream, just longing for and and dreaming about her lover, and soon to be married to him, as we're going to see when we get towards the end of the chapter. And apparently she wakes up unable to sleep, and where is he? He's not here. And it's perhaps in the middle of the night, which in and of itself is interesting, because there are those times when in those dark night seasons in our lives, when it just seems like the Lord's not there. We're awakened from our sleep, unable to go back to sleep, and the enemy is right there, is he not? And I'm just going to be very open. I hope it's not uncomfortable for you, but that's when the enemy attacks me is at night when I wake up in the middle of the night, and I can't go back to sleep, because he's right there putting thoughts, fear in my mind. And I can't go back to sleep, and I'm like, Lord, where are you? And I'm, I'm praying, I'm seeking the Lord. You know, sometimes the Lord will allow you to be woken up in the middle of the night, just for that reason, to just pray. And <laughs> it's hard sometimes to go back to sleep during those seasons in our lives. But isn't it interesting that she does not wait until the morning? There's an urgency. It's now, it's now, tonight. And these watchmen, ah, I got to say this because I think it's apropos, they're of no help to her. And they won't do Notice that she doesn't just go to the watchman. No, she just asks them, where is he? And they're of no help to her. I think sometimes, especially with everything that's going on today, that maybe Christians look to the watchman, as it were, too much. So it's now. It's tonight. I have to find him tonight. Verse 4, scarcely had I passed by them. When I found the one I love, I held him and would not let him go (laughs) until I had brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me. Well, that's interesting. Why would she take him to her mother's house. Well, it's thought that this might have been maybe a cultural dynamic, a custom in that day. There is a reference to this. I think it's with uh, Isaac, I think. But I think that there's another reason here, and it's because her mother's home may have been closer than hers which seems to fit with the urgency with the now no now i need the lord now i'm going to seek him until i find him now not tomorrow no I, you know what i'll get serious about my relationship with the lord i, I you know i need to kind of you know get my ducks in a row which by the way i've never quite known what that is, I've had people email me and say, This is what it means. So I just picture this mommy duck with all the ducks, you know, in tow behind and all perfectly lined up. And so, oh, you're going to wait till everything's perfectly lined up. How's that working out for you? Let me say it like this bear with me. I think what's lacking in many a Christian's life is the now when it comes to the Lord. There's no now. I know that's not proper English, but I think you get the point, right? No, there's there's an urgency here, and it's evidenced by what we're told in verse 4, when she finds him, she's like, oh my goodness, and she grabs a hold of him, and will not let him go. And hey, I'm even not even going to, I can't even wait till we get to my house. My, my mom's house is closer. It's in Kailua. We're going to go there first. The now, the urgency. Verse 5, we saw this in chapter 2. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. Now, there's a couple thoughts on this, as it having two possible meanings, one of which is that don't disturb love, don't disturb me when I'm with my lover. You know, sometimes when we're with the Lord, there's all of these things that, have you ever noticed this when you go to pray? That I mean, the phone rings. Someone's at the door. It's always a wrong number, wrong address, something. You know, just hey, you, you know the the email, the the notification, oh, all those notifications. Turn off the notifications. They are of the devil. <laughs> I'm telling you, the interruptions. This this disturbing of love. That's one. A second one is the paramount importance of entering the marriage bed as a virgin. Again, we talked about this last week, but it speaks to the importance of purity. Don't stir up, don't wake up and arouse those passions before it's time. Wait, wait, you'll be so glad you did. God has our best interests at heart. Now, beginning here in verse six, we come to the wedding day. And we're going to turn this corner and it begins with the wedding procession. And oh my, what a procession it is. So, verse six, who is this? And this is key. Coming out of the wilderness. That tells us right there who it is. This isn't the groom. This is the bride. Out of the wilderness. (laughs) We're the bride that has been taken out of the wilderness. And here she comes, like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the merchant's fragrant powders. Behold, it is Solomon's couch. It's not Solomon, the king, the groom. No, it's his couch. And don't picture a couch. Um, picture a carriage. You know, in the, the royal weddings, they have the, the bride and the groom in the, the royal carriage with the entourage. That's kind of the picture here. And here she comes. Here comes the bride in this, this royal coach and carriage and with 60 valiant men around it of the valiant of Israel. And verse 8, they all hold swords, being expert in war. Every man has his sword on his thigh. Why? Because of the fear in the night. Oh, interesting. Didn't we just hear the bride talk about the fear in the night? no need to fear, he's here, and all of his men are with you to protect you. I want to talk more about that later. Now these verses can be summed up in that famous wedding song, Here Comes the Bride. I actually today did a little bit of research on the origin of here comes the bride because you know the traditional. You know here comes the bride. It's always on the piano as the bride is walking down the aisle. Da 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 da. Those are the words. Da 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 You know what those words are? Well, I I have them. Is it okay if I won't sing them? I'll just. Read them. Here comes the bride, all dressed in white, sweetly serene in the soft glowing light. Lovely to see, marching to thee, sweet love united for eternity. Oh, so nice. Why don't they sing it? Instead of the, you know, is it just me? I just, of course, you know, nowadays, uh, they don't even do that. They just have, you know, another, they have a track in the background of some other song. So, never mind. <laughs> now, that's all sweet and everything, but the problem is, as it turns out, those are not the original lyrics to the song which were actually from the 1850 opera Lohengrin, if I'm pronouncing it right, by German composer Richard Wagner. And it wasn't even called Here Comes the Bride. Its true title was Bridal Chorus. And they would not sing it as the bride walked down the aisle. The bridal party would sing it to the bride after the ceremony. Now I know what you're thinking, and you're looking at me, and you're asking, why in the world are you telling us this? Because I want to ruin all of the wedding (laughs) songs. No, I point this out because the original original actually goes back further than 1850 to the year approximately 95 A.D. The original, here comes the bride, as it were. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice. No, <laughs> doesn't quite fit. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Here comes the bride. Let us rejoice and be glad. Revelation 21.2, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Oh, what a! what is wrong with people? Why can't we put this to a song? You know the best songs are scriptures. There's an anointing on the Word of God. The Word of God does not return void. That's why it is when you sing a song that is actually the words out of God's Word, that that song has such an anointing on it, such a power in it. Well, let's move on. Verse 9, of the wood of Lebanon, this is now, we go from here comes the bride to here comes the groom. And by the way, he's not as skinny as a broom. <laughs> yeah, come on, you know how they did that to that song. I don't need to, you know the words. It's not nice. So here comes the groom verse 9, of the wood of Lebanon, Solomon the king made himself a palanquin. What's that? A royal chariot, a royal carriage. Now, here's the description of it. Watch this, verse 10. He made its pillars of silver, its support of gold, its seat of purple, Purple is always a type of royalty. It's interior paved with love by the daughters of Jerusalem. Go forth, O daughters of Zion, and see King Solomon with the crown with which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding. The day of the gladness of his heart. Okay, so the chapter ends this way. Here comes the groom. And it's pictured by way of King Solomon. And it is a picture that points to our King of Kings and his coming in all of his glory. When he came the first time, He came to save the world. He will not come that way the second time. When he comes again, he comes as Lord of lords and King of kings, and every mouth is going to confess. Every knee is going to bow. Now there's a difference between confessing with the mouth and bowing of the knee, because when every knee bends and every tongue confesses Jesus is Lord, it's unto damnation when we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, we're not confessing with our mouths that Jesus is Lord unto damnation. We're confessing that Jesus is Lord unto salvation. But there is coming a day, and I have to say that this settles me, especially with everything that's happening in the world today, everything that's happening in this nation today. It settles my heart because I know that day is soon and very soon, even sooner than any of us could possibly imagine. I think of Psalm 73. Indulge me for just a moment. I I think it's apropos. The psalmist in Psalm 73 is having this crisis of faith. I mean, he is just infuriated by how it is that the wicked seem to prosper at every turn. And here he is, the righteous, and it's the antithesis of the wicked. And he's so, having such a crisis of faith that he he even says that, I wouldn't even talk to anybody because I didn't want to stumble my brethren. Because if I talk with them, they're going to pick up on, hey, uh, I'm really struggling with this. What are you struggling with, brother? I'm struggling with how it is that these wicked, 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 wicked people are getting away with it. I, and here I am. I'm walking in righteousness for what? I've cleansed my heart, my hands in vain. The wicked prosper. I suffer. What's up with that? I cannot reconcile that. That, That's not right. It doesn't make any sense to me. The wicked should be the one suffering, and the righteous should be the one prospering. That's how it should work. But it's not working like that. Now, thankfully, and this is true with really most all of the Psalms, especially the Psalms of David. I mean, you start off some of those Psalms. We studied through the book of Psalms what a rich blessing that was. Oh, I so enjoyed it. I think you did too. So blessed by it. But David would start off, and I mean, it was just, oh my goodness, it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. I mean, it was just horrible. And he's, and he's you know, penning these words of despair, utter despair. And then by the time he gets to the end of the psalm, he's praising the Lord. It's Like, what in the world? What what, what happened between verse 1 and the last verse in that psalm? I mean, you started off like, woe is me, I'm in such despair. Oh, my soul. You know, <laughs> and then by the end of it, you're like, praise the Lord. Who is like unto you, O Lord? What, what wait, 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 what am I missing here? What changed here? Because you started off this way, but you're ending this way. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. It's the same thing that happened to the psalmist in Psalm 73. You went into the sanctuary of the Lord, presence of the Lord. That's almost a good place to go and be in the presence of the Lord. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence, O Lord, is found fullness of joy. So he goes into the sanctuary of the Lord, and when he's there, the Lord shows them their end. He's like, oh, never mind. Sorry I brought it up. My bad. What was I thinking? You weren't. Oh, and and it's almost like he goes from envying, which he was, by his own admission, he's envying the prosperity of the wicked. He goes from envying them, to feeling compassion for them, because there's coming a day when they will get (laughs) their due when the judgment of God comes. Do you realize that the judgment of God is coming upon this world? It's coming. I know it's not a popular thing to talk about, but it's true. God's judgment is coming. And I truly believe it sooner than any of us could possibly imagine. I was thinking about the Israelites in Egypt. Here they are enslaved as slaves in Egypt. And you have to ask yourself the question, um, why did God allow all of those plagues to come upon Egypt? Well, certainly it was His judgment on Egypt. And by the way, Egypt is a type of the world, but have you ever thought of it like this? Not only were the plagues God's judgment on Egypt slash the world, but it was for the purpose of the Israelites wanting to get out of Egypt. So here's the question. I wonder how many plagues it took for the Israelites
0: You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in as we study the Word of God together. As we continue to learn from Song of Songs with Pastor JD, we pray that you are overwhelmed by the love God has for you. His love is deep, and His love is never ending. Some tend to shy away from this book, but the picture of love in it should not be avoided. God is love. If you're not part of a local loving church that you can call home, we encourage you to find and begin regularly attending one in your area. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, you can also find more of Pastor JD's teachings like you heard today. Check out his weekly prophecy updates and the ABCs of salvation too. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Song of Songs together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know how we can be doing that for you? Just fill out the contact form that you'll find under the About tab at inspiritandtruthradio.com or come find us on social media. There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for joining us for this in-depth, verse-by-verse study of Song of Songs on In Spirit and Truth.